Hello, welcome to the Two Coffee Teachers Podcast. I'm Josh. And I am Alex. Hello. Uh, we are two young educators who really want to contribute to our field. So on this podcast, we're talking about education. And we're talking about relevant content that we can apply in our classrooms. It is our hope that this is a podcast that can also encourage educators without needing that second cup of coffee. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're a regular subscriber, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're new, thanks for joining us on this week for the podcast. For today's main topic, we're going to take on student transitions and uh, how they affect our students. So, uh, for example, Josh, maybe if some of our, if I'm an elementary school teacher, if our kids are going from fifth grade to sixth grade, maybe they're moving to a new city, maybe they're going from eighth grade to ninth grade, uh, going from middle to high, or maybe they are gra- getting ready to graduate uh, from high school. So, we're going to talk about some of those transitions, and sure. we're going to. Uh, maybe think back and reflect on our time as students, uh, as K through 12 uh, students, and uh, think about what some of our teachers might have done uh, for us to help us uh, with our transitions to a new place or an unfamiliar setting. Sure, but before we get to that, let's talk about uh, our hiatus and yeah. kind of where we've been. If you're up to date on your podcast queue, uh, then you notice that the Two Coffee Teachers podcast has not been. Uh, showing up in your queue for the past couple of weeks. Yes, and uh, you will notice that we have been a little bit of um, missing in action, of course, but uh, it is all good. Uh, Josh and I have been extremely busy this past month. Uh, We've now graduated with our Masters of Arts in Teaching from James Madison University. Woo! Uh, Go Dukes. Uh, We were able to uh, we we were completing our student teaching up until the night before graduation. Yeah, they and, really cut us off there right at the end. They're like, "Congratulations, now go walk." Like it was pretty much that. Yeah, a very quick twenty-four uh, hour turnaround between leaving our high schools and then mm-hmm. uh, actually walking the stage at the convocation center uh, here in Harrisonburg. Uh, so we we've had about a month now, about four weeks since our most recent or since the last time we recorded an episode, and lots of lots of uh, life things have happened to us. The yeah, past well, you know, so. I mean, we transitioned out of uh, the collegiate atmosphere, right? We're on summer break for us. Sorry for you guys still in the classroom. Uh, keep on going, but no, we're on break, and we're uh, you know we kind of went on. A brief like uh, sabbatical or a hiatus where we just were kind of off the grid and uh, frankly needed to rest. I don't know about you. I wouldn't consider myself burned out um, from the past couple of months, but it's been exhausting. It has been, you know, with, especially with this high school placement, uh, something that I know a lot of us struggled with, but we were trying to balance uh, taking on multiple preparations. So us teaching uh, more than just one course like we did in middle school. Sure. Uh, we were also, on top of that, getting ready uh, and kind of working with our families for all of our graduation settings. But we are also balancing those darn master's papers. Yeah, you know, those master's thesis projects, uh, finding jobs, uh, preparing to leave Harrisonburg. You know, it, it's a lot. Oh, and we were podcasting, too. There was yeah, that. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we were all, I think we were both extremely overwhelmed uh, especially that last month or so. so Definitely really trying to keep April. all the balls in the air, just kind of keeping them afloat. Um, yeah, so 
Yeah, what have you been up to the past month, Alex? What's your so life? So like? I've been doing a lot of floating around. So I, I guess I can share with the viewers what my plan is, since this is now public information. I think so. So I am I'm taking a little bit, and when we say the word sabbatical, uh, I guess I can use that for my uh, plan for about the extended, next, yeah, extended uh, break. So uh, I I am going to continue on with my teaching career. I I have confirmed with myself that I know this is something I want to go with and want to stick with. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, while I'm still young and while I'm still uh, uncommitted uh-huh. to um, to anything or tied down to anything, sure. Um, and while I, I like I said I'm young, I'm still somewhat in an athletic uh, position. You are. I, I decided that I want to explore uh, playing and coaching opportunities. Uh, maybe get that study abroad like. Um, experience that I didn't necessarily get uh, during my undergraduate or my graduate studies. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing um, for this summer, uh, just like I have in previous summers, I'm not sure if this is something that I've shared on the podcast before, but I'll continue uh, coaching youth hockey this summer, mm-hmm. uh, going to different places around the uh, eastern part of the United States. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be working mostly from home in Maryland and Northern Virginia. Yep. Um, but I will have a week in the Akron, uh, Canton, Ohio area. I'll also work one week uh, up in uh, Ithaca, New York, so that'll be a lot of fun uh, working with those kids and uh, teaching uh, basic hockey skills. But also, um, I'll be doing a little bit of driving for Uber uh, just all on the right, side in, right. in my spare time. Uh, I will continue to um, uh, focus on education, so once the new school year comes around, I'll be a substitute teacher back home and. Uh, from Montgomery County Public Schools. So that's going to be a lot of fun, something I'm excited uh, to do a little bit of networking, but also continue uh, to gain experience in the classroom. Sure, sure. So here's the big, here's the big news now. So uh, on Nove- or in November, uh, through the organization Hockey Without Borders, which is an organization that places uh, young developing coaches and former players uh, in various uh, clubs around the world to work with kids, uh, and also to play. So I will be going. So through this awesome organization, that's a nonprofit. Uh, I will be moving to Subotica, Serbia, uh, which is a uh, which is like I believe it's the third largest city in Serbia, but it's hmm. a northern city right near the border of Hungary. And I'm going to hmm. be living there uh, from the first week of November through late March or early April. So a solid six months. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be about yeah five and a half six months. So. Yeah. I'll have so in that city, I will be the uh, director of goaltending for uh, a youth hockey or for, excuse me through a hockey with a hockey organization called uh, uh, well it's HK Spartak but basically the Spartan uh, Hockey Club huh. and that's that's how it is so kind of like uh, soccer for example uh, how they organize or how the organization or the, how the hockey organizations are set up uh, you have your pro team so where all your adults sure. play and then. Underneath that, you have your youth team. So you have your under eight, your U fourteen, your U eighteen, so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. So my uh, my I'm doing quotation marks. I know we don't have a video air, air quotes. So air quotes. Yeah, so yeah. I guess my my day to day job will be uh, working with those kids and kind of developing a curriculum over the uh, time period that I'll be there for those six months. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I'll be playing as a goaltender uh, in a senior semi professional. Um, setting uh, through um, with the um, Spartans, so hmm. I'm really excited. It's called the Baltic, or they play in a league called the Baltic Ice Hockey League. So 
Uh, I'll be getting opportunities to travel all around that Baltic region. Uh, There's a team in Sarajevo, for example, Sofia, Bulgaria, um, Nova Sad in Belgrade, which are both in Serbia, uh, Budapest, Bratislava, Vienna. I'll be going all over that. So you're going to be well-traveled as well by the end of this experience. Yeah, and that's what I'm really excited about, too, because it's it's a little bit of the best of both worlds. You know, I'm I'm continuing to develop as an educator, Mm -hmm. Um, even though it's working with hockey, maybe not necessarily social studies. Or in the classroom, I'll still be... uh, utilizing differentiation skills with all the different types of players sure. and age groups uh, continuing to work on communication obviously most of these students do speak English mm-hmm. or most of these players rather speak English but I'll be learning a little bit of Serbian and mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out ways to uh, communicate what I want to um, deliver to the students and then right. but also again like like you said with traveling you know some of the uh, best lessons that we've done or at least that I've done, um, have been when I take pictures from my own travels and incorporate them into sure. lessons. Yeah, and yeah. The kids love to see that stuff, and that right. I'm going to be able to accumulate a ton of different travel experiences that I can then bring into my uh, classroom once yeah. I have my own classroom a little yeah. bit later down the road. Very so. cool. So here, here's the question that I think that I'm wondering, and I think all of our listeners are wondering. Uh, if you do well over there in Serbia, could we see you in the NHL? Uh, is that will, possible? You will not see me in the NHL. All right. um, this is, this is uh, several steps below the NHL. <laughs> um, hey, it's is, a fair question. Yes. However, um, there, are, there are some very pretty, some talented hockey players. Uh, in this league, there are uh, players that have played for the Austrian national team, the Serbian national team. Sure. Um, the Bulgarian national team. Uh, so there, there's a lot of talent uh, in this league, which is going to be exciting. Um, but no, there, there's not really a correlation between All right. uh, or for using this as a stepping stone to the big leagues. Uh, okay. But again, it, it's something that I can uh, knock out. Again, it, this will help. This will stay with me and continue to help me grow as an educator. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to at least look back I want to have the opportunity to look back on my life and say I was able to uh, spend a year playing and coaching yeah uh, for a living which is pretty cool that is pretty cool that's pretty well good for you man I, I know yeah I've known about that for a while sorry guys but um, no but I'm proud of you I think that's gonna be a really really cool opportunity that you know that you can go do that part of your life and then incorporate what you've learned there into your future classroom wherever that may be whether it be in Montgomery County or wherever um, yeah, man. Enough about me, though. Let's talk about you. Uh, okay, so me. Um, let's see. So, I, you know, we both graduated, um, which is good. But uh, now I'm uh, kind of resting, which is nice. Um, I, uh, I got a job. I'm working at a deli, and I'm just hanging, not just hanging out, but, uh, you know, I'm just doing good, honest work. And... Um, yeah, and uh, so following the summer, following um, the end of the summer season, towards the school year, I'll be starting at uh, at a school, at a high school here in the Shenandoah Valley, which is very exciting. Um, and we're not 100% on what my preps or what classes I'll be teaching yet, uh, but I'll be finding out in the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very exciting. I'll be here in the valley uh, living and teaching and... Um, having a good time so uh that's me but i've you know i'm usually been using the hiatus to kind of rest and recuperate um from this very stressful graduate uh student teaching year 
And uh, while I will not be in Europe or uh, Eurasia doing cool <laughs> things over there, um, I'll be uh, I'll be living large here in the Shenandoah Valley. Well, uh, con- congratulations on on that new teaching position. Yeah, I man. know you're gonna be someone that's gonna definitely make a difference in in this. Uh, valley area you're gonna have a great time working with the kids Thanks, you're man. gonna be a great um staff member that's gonna be easy to get along with cooperate with and collaborate with thanks man uh, so i'm looking forward to uh as we both move forward and as eventually uh, we get into the workforce after yeah. our little um hiatus and rest time I'm, I'm excited to hear about all the cool things that you're doing with your kids thanks buddy so it's something that we'll be able to talk about and share with all of our listeners too yeah. as, as we move forward absolutely well let, let's move on um and talk about what we're here to talk about today which is about student transitions yeah so tra- transitioning from i mean we're going through a transition right now sure um, we're students going through a transition of yeah a kind. i mean we're we're always students i really like to think we're always <laughs> We are we are lifelong learners, um, right? But we're specifically talking about students who go from maybe one school or one season of life to another, whether that's fifth to sixth or a senior graduating, uh, going into the workforce or college or whatever. And what we can do as teachers to be supportive of those students moving on to the next season. Yeah, absolutely. And also, even for from a teaching standpoint, I think it's it's a big transition for us too. Cause these are, uh, or at least once we get into that position, we maybe have seen this a little bit when we were both in the high school mm-hmm. or maybe for our elementary or middle school teachers out there, this is something that you are struggling with too. But yeah. these are kids that you see. I mean, a lot of times you see these kids more than your family, oh, you yeah. know, and oh, yeah. you, um, and these are students that you've developed really, hopefully at least, uh, you've developed relationships with positive rapport and you, yeah. you've seen them grow tremendously throughout an academic year. And all of a sudden they're leaving your classroom, leaving the nest, man. And even if they're not leaving your school necessarily, maybe they're just moving from fourth to fifth. Maybe they're going from sixth to seventh. Sure. Uh, but th- these are students that are no longer, um, your responsibility, your almost. primary responsibility. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it, it's something that both sides of uh, both sides of the playing field, both the students and the teachers, sometimes kind of think about how to uh, work their way and navigate through uh, yeah. that transition. Yeah. So here's my question for you, Alex. As uh, as a teacher, right? Um, thinking about students who are about to move on to a next season of life, what do you wish you had been told as a from as a teacher told you to students, you know what I mean? What do you, what do you wish you had heard kind of going through to the next season of I'm, life? I'm not sure if I can immediately think of something that I wish I had heard. However, okay. I can definitely, um, I, I can definitely tell our audience what other teachers have told me before. Okay. And yeah. that, and, and things that I did cherish, cherish, excuse me. I think it's cool, or something that I appreciate as a student, something that I'm going to do once I get my own classroom, mm-hmm. is uh, show that I am human too. You know, we, yeah. we we've talked about this on uh, the show a lot, but we're not robots. You know, uh, mm-hmm. students appreciate when we admit to mistakes. Students appreciate yeah. when uh, we show uh, some sort of empathy or sure. uh, feeling yeah. or other sort kinds of emotions. It's something that's okay. In a in a nice balance. Yeah, I, I really appreciated when uh, teachers told me that 
it was that they understood what we were going through. That change is difficult. Uh, sometimes change is something that we struggle. You know, students love consistency. Uh, a lot of students love routine. Yeah. And it's something that a lot of teachers appreciate too. Uh, so when you're knocked out of that routine, it could be difficult. It's yeah. something that uh, we struggle with. But the teachers recognize that. Yeah. And I, that was something that uh, that I really liked. You know, even if a teacher couldn't necessarily like hand like hold uh, handhold us or sure. uh, walk us through, the fact that they recognize they knew how we were feeling was something that I appreciated. Yeah, understanding, mm-hmm. understanding. Uh, and you know, as a teacher, maybe like if you're at if you're teaching students at an age level where they're consistently going through tremendous life changes, I'm sure it's easy to get kind of uh, jaded about that. You know, yeah. like oh, they're always going through something. You know what I mean? Like it 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 makes a lot of sense that you would mm-hmm. be jaded by that after a while. But I think you're right in that we have to consistently remember to be empathetic and understanding of where our students are in life and that they are going through stuff yeah i agree something that i that came to mind when i was listening to you so going back to your previous question what's something that i wish teachers had told me Mm -hmm. uh so teachers spend a lot of time uh in their own classrooms developing their own procedures or their own kind of rules or even just the school in general has that code of contact that general um Environment. We've talked about classroom environment and mannerisms a lot on this show, too. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish teachers told me, or I wish teachers had emphasized how important people skills are once they leave the classroom, mm-hmm. or how important it is for a student to emulate uh, those same codes of conduct once yeah. they leave school. Yeah. A lot of times we do see with, with maybe our own friends or colleagues, or even uh, just in general, students do tend to mature. A yeah. lot after they leave, but also sometimes students, when they go from one place to another, they completely forget about responsibilities. Right. You, know, you spent, and maybe we, maybe our elementary teachers, you could chime in and or tweet at us or connect with us and share uh, your experiences. But a lot of times, I'll feel like you'll have a kid. You work all year long working with a kid, maybe from a behavior standpoint, maybe from a uh, academic standpoint. Or yeah. a social standpoint, and then they leave for the summer, yeah, and then they come back the next year, and they maybe they go from third to fourth grade, or yeah. they go from one school to another, and it's all that progress is just completely wiped out. Right, it's like you start on a clean slate, and you try and think, well, what happened? What from August to June, and then uh, we made all this progress, we did all this positive work, and it just went away. So I wish our, I wish my teachers uh, to emphasize how important it is to uh, keep those skills or keep those skills or keep those practices or behaviors intact and consistent as you go from one place to another. Yeah, I think that's important. I think like you know, not only that we are empathetic but that we're consistent, right? And that just because you're not in a classroom every day doesn't mean it's almost like having too much freedom. You know what I mean? You go from like um, from discipline and strong rules and you know teaching responsibility to psh, all that goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and teaching people or students that it's still important and relevant that those ideas don't go away just because you're not sitting at a desk anymore. Yeah, I think I think for me, when I think about um, you know what teachers have told me as a student, what I've had colleagues kind of talk to their students about. Um, and what I tried to convey to my students and my student teaching is that uh, you don't have to have it all figured out. 
No, you don't. And Uncertainty for, is a good thing. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it can okay be thing. it's it can be scary, right? Because you don't know what is going to happen in that next grade, or you don't know what's going to happen when you're not a student anymore. But you know, like. You're not supposed to have your life all planned out to a T. You're not supposed to have the next six months planned out to a T at certain seasons of life. You know what I mean? And I think um, that encouragement of, hey, have a plan. Think about it. What do you want? But know that you don't need to have every day lined out. You don't need to know exactly what life is going to look like because life's going to throw you curveballs. You're going to get stuck in new classes. You're going to be out in a new world doing a job that maybe you didn't anticipate. And that's okay. You know what I mean? We got a lot of time to figure out life. But I think you're right in that like, if we're taking those things that we're teaching in the classroom and we emphasize even beyond what you were saying to say, hey, just because you don't have to turn in homework to me anymore doesn't mean that the responsibility doesn't go away. Or just like... Even going so far as to say the content here still applies just because it isn't taught in this classroom. The things we learn from history still apply in the real world. It certainly applies in the real world. You may not need to know the area of a triangle on the day-to-day, but you need to know how to take area of rooms or spaces. You know what I mean? Like that we apply and we take that information from school and say, hey, you don't have to figure it all out, but we gave you as much as we could to help you. Does that make sense? Yeah. We also, we've talked, it kind of goes in hand with what we've talked about on this show a lot with um, life skills. Sure. We always always focus on how how can we make our, what we teach relevant to our students. Um, And I think that's something we continually have, like no one is perfect at that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like no one is like on point with that. I think that's something that we continually have to... uh, you know, have iron sharpen iron consistently. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How important is it for teachers to stay in touch with students after they leave their classroom? Oh, that's tricky, dude. That's tricky. I think, I think that gets tricky because they're not in your nest anymore. I also think that gets tricky with, um, you know, with ethical well, situations. Obviously, in turn, obviously, we're gonna, we're keeping this as professional as possible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, right, I mean, do you still, like, with your high school teachers, or even any teacher, whether it be K through 12, um, do you still stay in touch with any teachers? I would say. Are you connected on social media with any of your former teachers? I wouldn't say I'm specifically connected with those teachers, um, but I do know several that I run into in the community that I am on good terms with. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? And... And they, you know, they're they're involved in the community too. And they, I wouldn't say they have tabs on me or anything, but they, mm-hmm. but you know, but they know who I am when my name comes up, even so many years later. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. And and there's, and that that happens when you kind of leave that school or you leave that um, grade or that classroom, right? You don't not become a part of the community, right? Mm-hmm. It's all you know, like after graduation I guess from high school in this case you know you're a part of the community too you're perceived you know at 18 you're perceived as a adult in society right and you're not on like quite the same playing field maybe as someone who's experienced like a teacher maybe um but you know they 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 acknowledge me and they say hello and they check up on me when I see them and you know mm-hmm. does that make sense what about you like we're yeah, well, now, especially as I'm 
this summer as I'm getting ready to uh, prepare to begin substitute teaching from uh, September until when I head overseas. Sure. All the, a lot or a big part of making uh, connections and getting my foot in the door with substitute teaching, especially in my hometown, yeah. is reconnecting with old teachers huh. and saying, hey, this is, uh, I mean, I've, I've had teachers I've continued to have relationships with nice. um, and stay in touch with and ask for advice or uh, just let them know how mentors doing. almost yeah, yeah. and uh, it, now it's even more helpful because I say hey um, I am substitute teaching from for August September October and then I'll be back for April May and June yeah you know they all have they all have teaching uh, friends at various other schools in the county but also you know when they recognize a former student someone that uh, not to pump my own tires but someone that uh, was a good student that worked hard that was well sure. behaved and is on a uh, pathway that or is on a uh, productive and meaningful pathway you know yeah. that's someone that they're going to maybe call sure. first over maybe someone else and uh, so that's been helpful for me with networking yeah uh, but again I mean I I think it's I think teachers like when uh, they look back a couple years after a student has left and they, they see the good things that they're doing or even, yeah. Or even if something necessarily might not go as according to plan or something yeah. um, not so positive comes up. I think teachers do, or generally speaking, teachers care about uh, what their students do after they leave, whether it be for good or bad. Because, I mean, if I'm a teacher, like when I get my own classroom and I have my own students, I'm going to be interested to see who are the kids that uh, – took away the lessons that I teach and yeah. that kind of followed the mold that I'm trying to create sure. and who are the students that didn't yeah. and uh, is that consistent with uh, the students that maybe didn't do as well in my classroom for one reason or another yeah. I mean it, it's nice to see um, what kind of impact you had on the student sure. I, I, kinda, I think that's something when I get my own classroom I want to measure a little bit just sure. to see uh, like I said who who's doing well who's who's maybe going through some road bumps in life and yeah uh, but also just just to see um what kind of impact i had on those students or, yeah. or if there's anything i can do differently uh moving from one year to the next or to the next right yeah yeah absolutely all right well as we're coming up kind of on the end of our episode here let's summarize kind of the thoughts that we've come across uh ways to support students in transition uh be empathetic be empathetic for sure uh, be understanding. Be understanding. I mean, we, that's kind of, of the circumstance. As, yeah. As empathetic, but also uh, recognize where they, how they're feeling. Right. Uh, recognize even with yourself that it, you are going through a transition too. You're going to be getting mm-hmm. new students and students that you've nurtured for that past year are leaving. So right. it's okay if you're feeling a little bit off about that right. as well too. Uh, um, encourage them. They don't have. Not everybody has to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. The, the day after graduation or the day you go to the next grade or whatever you don't have to have it all figured out uh we're rolling all rolling through this life together um and what else do we there was i think what was the last thing you said about uh well I, I think it's important for you i think it's helpful for you as an educator to reflect on the students that you've had yes how yes, they're yes, yes. how they're like in your classroom and then see uh post 
post leaving your classroom, how yeah. they're doing one way or another. I Absolutely. think it can help you grow as an educator as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We want to continue this conversation that we've had through social media on our Facebook group, uh, Two Coffee Teachers. And you can follow us on Twitter at Two Coffee Teachers. You can even leave us a voicemail for our next episode at 443 300 8908. It would also be a huge help if you rate us on iTunes. Uh, iTunes is how we are trying to promote, further promote our sure, podcast. Yeah. Uh, we've had several positive ratings, which has been great, but we it really takes a little bit of effort, and that's going to help our podcast go a long way. And that's going to be cool for you all, too, as listeners, because as our community grows, then we're going to have more feedback and more meaningful conversations. Too. Absolutely. So please help us with the, throw us those five stars on the ratings, but... Uh, anyways, thank you so much for being part of the Two Coffee Teachers podcast. Thank you again for uh, your patience as we <laughs> went through our little sabbatical after yep. our uh, master's graduate school uh, experiences. Yep. But anyways, keep up the hard work. Uh, most of you as educators are either finishing up now or you have one or two more weeks left. So yeah. uh, pedal to the metal as yep. we as we approach summer and then you can have some time to relax absolutely even though you might have some pd meetings uh, every now and then (laughs) thrown in there but uh, keep up the hard work without needing that second cup of coffee and tune in next time all right see you guys